0: As a college student fascinated by the transformative power of sleep, our next guest has made it his life's mission to build a technology company that improves cognitive, emotional, and physical health by preventing issues and correcting broken sleep one night at a time. Matt Berg, founder of Somni, joins us to discuss his journey of building a high-growth startup, the reasons why he remains so passionate about sleep, and where Somni is heading into the future with combining sleep health and genetics testing. Additionally, Matt shares some exciting avenues for you and your community to get involved with the Somni mission. Join us for this important topic of conversation as we continue to work together to move the health of our nation forward. Let's go. Hi, Matt. Welcome to our podcast. It is so awesome to be able to catch up with you today.
1: Mike, great to be here. Thanks for having me and so excited to chat with you today.
0: Well, I've been looking forward to our conversation for quite some time, given the important work you and the team have embarked on at Somni. But before we unpack all the cool things you've been working on for a number of years now, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Clubhouse in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, Matt, it's almost time for our community to learn how and why you and the Somni team are building technology to improve cognitive, emotional, and physical health through preventing issues with and correcting broken sleep. One night At a time. But first, I'm going to randomly select an icebreaker question so we can get to know you. Let's see what we're talking about here. Oh, man, we're talking travel. Again, I know pandemic, lockdown. That was one of my biggest passions besides, you know, reimagining healthcare before in the before times, as I like to say, was traveling around the world, spending time in other cultures. What's your favorite place on earth and why?
1: Oh, well, thanks for that intro, Mike. Great question. I think this is interesting. I want to tell people, on the other hand, I don't want to tell people, you know, so. Less people go there because there's a limited amount of space on this place. But, you know, for sake of, I'll keep it somewhat broad while I can share where the place is, but I say it's on Kauai, so an island of Hawaii. And there's a region within that island on the north side that I've just fallen in love with for the beach and uh, and the surf and trail running and hiking, which things I love to do. But it's a place I, is very dear to me and love to get away there just to decompress and work and think. Something about the waters is really powerful for me personally. And so that'd be my answer, but won't give away the specifics of it. But that's directionally where I'd say. uh, I
0: like it. We're now in this, you know, over well over 100 episodes on this podcast. And you were the first guest that almost answered it. Like, I feel like, okay, I get it. Yeah, like Kauai. Amazing, right? Hawaii is incredible. But I'm like, where in Kauai is he talking about? You (laughs) almost fully answered it, but you didn't. I applaud it. I like it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I can't give away all the secrets. Everyone's going to go there and I'm going to be driven out. You know, I just, I gotta,
0: gotta keep it, gotta
1: keep it somewhat secret. So
0: absolutely. I keep a little bit close to the chest. I don't blame you at all, but Hawaii. Holy cow. I love, I love Hawaii. What a wonderful place. Just gorgeous. Personally. I've only been to Honolulu. And then of course, Maui, that's where we've gone a number of times. Have not been to Kauai. I've heard it's incredible, but Maui, I just, oh man, I love it. It's a ton of fun. Need to go back. Hopefully we can get back on those planes soon and get back out there, have some fun. So thank you for answering the question about, we'll call it about an eighty per, 85% answer. So I love it, Matt. So Well, thank you for sharing your love of Kauai somewhere on that island, but uh, I appreciate it. I can't wait again to get back out there, start traveling. I'm looking forward to discussing how you and the team are moving your company forward at Somni with your inspiring, needed, and important work after we get back from thanking our Community Champion sponsor. With rising burnout, malpractice, digital and personal risks, clinicians face greater than a million-dollar liability. And in today's climate, busy, frontline healthcare workers don't have the capacity to attend to these risky blind spots. But the AdaptTrack team is bringing hope and solutions to the healthcare industry. AdaptTrack's mission is to help clinicians and their practice teams work and live better. AdaptTrack's 30-second nudges unlock category one, continuing medical education credits, along with insurance savings while meeting the busy clinician where they are. On Clubhouse, during weekend nature walks, through all of helps from this podcast, and over 3,000 additional work-life moments. To learn more about AdaptTrack and how you can engage in active learning that drives a 5X plus ROI, a 30x time savings and an experience clinicians will love. Head over to AdaptTrack.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we are back with Matt Berg, founder of Somni. Matt, looking forward to diving in. You and the team at Somni have been at it now for six-ish years. Been going at it. I've known you now for quite some time through a mutual friend and an introduction from our team over at Jumpstart Foundry based in Nashville. I know Somni is a organization that is affiliated with Jumpstart. They're doing wonderful work over there from Eller to Marcus, Vic. Great team over at Jumpstart Foundry. Been a fan of theirs for years. They introduced us a number of years ago. And I, of course, Eller didn't know at the time that I, you know, back in the day, kicked a game-winning field goal against your alma mater, Notre Dame. (laughs) So thank God she didn't lead with that because I don't know if you would have replied to the email given the history between our schools and on the football gridiron. But nonetheless, you know, hey, that rivalry between Stanford and Notre Dame, you know, it's a good one. Always love playing. Always love, oh man, always love playing Notre Dame, by the way. (laughs) But no, yeah, Eller and the team doing wonderful work. You know, there's a select group of startups you being one of them, that's part of that Jumpstart Foundry team and mission. And it's just wonderful, all the work they've done to help uplift and help grow organizations just like yours. But with that, and from that introduction, from our mutual friends, share us with the story, Matt. How did this come to be? How did you get so fired up and passionate to move the notion of sleep forward, to rethink what obviously touches all of us? How did this begin in the first place?
1: Yeah. I'd love to unpack that, and I think one of the things that we've known each other, yeah, for quite a few years now, and so I think some things have definitely evolved since we've last chatted, which I'm excited to unpack. I think before we you know roll into the, the origin story, I think it might be helpful just for listeners just who, who might not be familiar with us and what we do. you know we are a digital health company focused on improving sleep, and so more specifically, we offer an evidence-based behavioral medicine program that's designed for organizations and what we're really trying to do is to help get their most important asset which in our eyes is their people sleeping well and we offer a turnkey way to deploy that for organizations of all different types and sizes everything from technology companies to ship working groups to fortune 100s higher ed sports teams and more and i'll get into sort of how that whole works maybe later but as far as origin story i think probably like a lot of companies just feels like you know, looking back was just sort of following curiosity. But I think it all started when I was a senior actually at Notre Dame. And I had taken this course on sleep. And just to give you some perspective, I actually thought I was going to go into medicine at that point in my life. And I'd take a damn cat. I had taken all the prerequisites. That was sort of the track I was on. I had studied primarily psychology and some chemistry in college. And I thought sort of that was the avenue I was pushing down. And the senior year again, taking the seminar, this is before sleep was in vogue, sort of having a moment. And what became clear to me after reading all these seminal papers was sleep's massive impact on health in terms of a lever. And, you know, it started to become clear to me that sleep was almost a more powerful driver than even potentially exercise or nutrition in terms of how it actually laid the foundation for the body to do what it needed to do. And it struck me square between the eyes because at that point, you know, I was 22 years old and I wouldn't say I was an insomniac or anything like that, but I was definitely in the camp of people who were trying to devalue sleep or trying to sleep as little as they needed to, or didn't prioritize it. And and it was the classic at that age, you know, your body is fairly resilient and effective. But as it became more and more clear to me that like, this was a transformative tool for longevity and health. And I actually ended up not going into medicine for a variety of reasons that are probably on the scope of this podcast. But I did go and work for a couple of years in an early stage therapeutic company after that, after school. So we were working on drugs for rare brain diseases. So I did that for a few years. But this idea kept kicking around the back of my head as, you know, as I had this transformative experience with sleep, that there was something more there. And you know, as I started to learn more about software and the unit economics of distribution and how that worked, I think the thesis became in my mind was if we could make something that people wanted around sleep that was really focused on this behavioral side, right? These controllable factors, these variables that many people, for one reason or another, don't get right or have been taught or trained or might not be aware of. We could potentially make a product and distribute it to a large amount of people and have a very meaningful and sizable impact. And so after that, a realization, I think it just became a matter of, we got some colleagues and friends together and we built the first product and you know, we went off to find our first customer. And so that's kind of how it all started. And we've been at it ever since. The product's been evolving quite a bit since those first years. It's it's changed drastically and dramatically. And now we're actually getting into some new work around sleep and genetics, which is we believe is very part of our future. So it's been a, a bit of a winding road, but that's kind of where we're at right now. So
0: well, as it should be, any founder of a startup will tell you that's exactly how it should be. And if it's not, my perspective, we're not doing it right. It's tough to build a startup from scratch. It's it's very difficult to take an idea on a napkin and actually actualize it and bring it to the marketplace. So Again, Matt, I've been a big fan of yours ever since we've met, your tenacity, your persistence to go and figure out what the problems are and solve for those problems. It's just been remarkable to follow the journey. But before we dive in a little bit more on kind of what's happening with Somni today, like you said, it has been a winding road. It has been a journey trying to figure out where that product market fit is. Can you give us a bit of sense? We all know sleep's a big deal. We get it. Everybody knows that it's important. But what does this look like? And we can even just you know narrow it down to the United States. What does this look like for loss of productivity? What does this mean? Because you mentioned you work with organizations, what does this look like in regards to you know loss of productivity within their orgs with their team members? What does this mean to our physical and mental health and well being? What does this mean you know to the larger health of our nation? How big and how pervasive is this problem?
1: Yeah. So I think before I would love to talk about it from the group level, but before we go there, I think if we drill down another level into the individual level that might be interesting for listeners because they can actually think about this from a, a personal standpoint and then and all as well from their how that cascades into their group level you know because if you think of a, an organization as just the sum of its parts i think this is where it gets really interesting so a couple sleep sort of facts that you know might pique someone's attention i'll go through three big buckets you know one being physical health emotional health and then the other being cognitive or brain performance and if we look at these each in turn, I think what we'll see is like a picture of just how potent sleep is from a driver of proper and sound health. And so given that you know we're within COVID-19, I think one of the first places we can start is around immunity. I mean, looking at things like illness and the virus. So two quick, interesting studies that can touch on. We saw that when a group of individuals were administered a rhinovirus, the common cold, uh, we saw that those who slept just six hours a night the week before were four and a half times more likely to catch that cold than the group who was getting a proper seven to eight hours of sleep a night. So just like one hour difference in your propensity to get a common cold. Similarly, when two groups were given hepatitis A vaccine, uh, the study is fascinating. The night before, one group was sleep deprived and the other was not. And the group that was sleep deprived had about half the amount of antibodies a month later for that vaccine. And so whether or not you're going to get the vaccine for COVID-19 and your thoughts and opinions on that is kind of, it's totally not outside the scope of this conversation. But just from a, a practicality standpoint, one, sleep protects the immune system from onset of all sorts of viral infections, as well as it strengthens the immune system at a vaccine administration level. So the effectiveness of the vaccine is actually increased if you're sleeping well prior to receiving the vaccine. So that's like one interesting space to look at. Within the physical sort of health realm, you know, if we sort of dovetail into that, we see that sleep has a significant link between three of the top four cancers. So cancers of bowel, prostate, and breast. If you get less than five hours of sleep a night, you have about a 200% increased risk of coronary artery gasification over time, which is a good preclinical indicator for heart disease. And my favorite one of all is that just after one week of sleep deprivation, you see in previously healthy people, they're now pre-diabetic from an insulin response standpoint. So that's the Physical health domain. And I'll pause there before I jump into the emotional health and the cognitive performance.
0: That's amazing. I mean, it's incredible, too, right? We all know it uh, just from our own personal experience. Like, holy cow, I just got a great night of sleep. I can see the world in a whole different way, right? I mean, that's, of course, very anecdotal, but to bring those findings that you obviously know inside and out because of the business that you're building, it's just profound. And I think you're spot on, too. I can't wait to hear a little bit about on the emotional side. I mean, we are dealing. With a mental health crisis right now, it was already there within our communities across this country and beyond further exacerbated about, from COVID-19. But what does this look like on the emotional level as well?
1: Yeah, this area is really fascinating to me. You know, just taking it from a personal interest standpoint, if you look at it from a decision making capacity or soundness, you know, consistency, you know we see that just with one night of poor sleep, so you know less than what you're needing, so you know five hours, seven hours or less, something like that. Anything below that, it gets progressively worse. But we see that the amygdala, so it's a structure in the brain that's it's pretty tightly wound with processing emotional states, becomes overactive with sleep deprivation. And so this is the center where you process fear and you know anxiety and worry and things like that. And so not only do you have that happening, so you have a change in sort of the activation level within certain structures of the brain. We also see a baseline higher level of cortisol following that is sleep deprivation. And so what this means is basically, from a pragmatic level, is if, if you're dealing with something that's you know Stressful situation or emotionally riveting or taxing, and you allow that for one reason or another to impact your sleep. Unfortunately, it's likely to exacerbate the problem the following day. And if you're not careful, it can put you into a tailspin. While that sounds really dangerous, and it can be, it can be a negative feedback cycle. You know, the poor sleep, you know, that night makes you more stressed the next day, you know, makes your decision making worse around that problem, you know, on and on. But the good news is if you break the cycle with good sleep, And that can serve as an antidote to this cycle and turn it in the opposite direction, make it more of a virtuous cycle where if you have a significant emotional sort of stressor, which obviously everyone is dealing with right now with COVID at some level, you know, it's impossible not to. Good sleep can be a fantastic buffer emotionally from creating more problems with yourself in the short term and the long term. And so that's the good news. And that can be in the form of a full night of sleep. You can even use naps to punctuate you know, that, and just a really powerful sort of antidote to emotional disturbance, because the brain can sort of take that information in and through its processes at night, resolve it in a healthy manner.
0: So... Very cool. Well, thank you for sharing that, Matt. and kind of setting the stage of the magnitude of the problem at hand. And of course, what you guys are doing to help solve for it. So let's talk about that. You did share at the front end what Somni is, what you guys are building. How are you going about it tactically? How has the reception been in the marketplace? What are the end users saying about it? What does it look like tactically in delivering Somni into the marketplace? And what are the results been?
1: Yeah. What well, we just spoke about sort of at the individual level and that we have data that goes on and on about the negative impacts of not getting enough sleep. And if you pool collectively, say an individual at a company who's struggling like that, and you pool a whole bunch of individuals at a company that are starting to struggle with this, you start to run into a really interesting problem. So at the group level, what that looks like is you get more sick days, you get higher levels of presenteeism, higher healthcare costs across the board, more costly mistakes, faster burnout, fatigue-related productivity losses are at about two grand per employee per year who's not getting the sound amount of sleep. And this gets much higher in certain industries than others. But the way we solve for that is through a very easy-to-deploy turnkey behavioral health program for companies. And what that looks like is actually starts with what we call a Rethink Sleep program. This is a 10-week program that harnesses sleep neuroscience education, premium sleep health products, so sleep health kits, one-on-one coaching, as well as sleep data from the participants to create a very personalized approach to the company's sleep needs and so far we've found a whole you know we've worked across now quite a few different segments of industries different size of organizations but what we're finding right now is our true north star for companies that work well are one of two buckets usually it comes down to the organizational layer where they are very forward thinking and innovative from an hr management perspective so they they understand this problem plays a role and they want to equip the employees with the right tool set. and so we found a ton of success there and then on the other side is on the really, really extreme situation. So groups involved with shift work primarily. So where they're under really extreme duress in terms of a sleep standpoint, that is a group that we've also found a lot of success with. So helping them manage the, the difficulties there on that side of the spectrum, which is very different than, you know, someone who's working the first or second shift. Third shift is its own sort of animal, but that's been a space we've, we've really been pushing into as well and have had a lot of great results so far.
0: Yeah, that's very cool. Because you did mention that you said you're working with groups In regards to their sleep, and I was going to ask you that, how can you generalize or bucket a big group? Because I was thinking organizationally, you might have, you know, certain you might have engineers, or then you might have business people, ops people, different types of folks. But it sounds like you're going after organizations that have a certain type of worker. You mentioned shift work and all of that. Can you define that a little bit more?
1: Yeah. So- zoom out to the 30,000 foot level, and we take sort of each bucket and turn the, the one bucket that we look to is these forward-thinking innovative companies who are embracing sleep. So if you look back historically, you know, companies, it wasn't that long ago where companies didn't offer exercise uh, stipends or efforts to help that. They didn't offer benefits around nutrition or healthy eating or other areas. And so This next wave with sleep, I think companies like that is one group that really resonates with us who appreciate the leverage that sleep gives them in terms of healthcare across the board. And so that can be technology companies, you know, like the Googles of the world or software companies who might be leaning into this. Typically, we find these companies more on the coast, but not necessarily. This can also be healthcare organizations who see the value intuitively and get that and they want to deploy this. And so that's one set. And then within the other shift working domain is going to be, any type of organization that's involved with shift work and this can be pilots it can be you know operations it can be mining things of that nature where they're for one reason or another their business requires that they have employees be exposed to shift work and while they're two separate camps they do share many similarities because the product is designed to be flexible enough to be very human-centric and no matter what industry you're in but within these spaces We've had more receptivity just given the nature and our alignment with, I guess, interests in their problems.
0: So, And I always love to ask, because for me, I always love to bring it down to the actual person. You know, yes, we can throw statistics and talk about like, oh, this is how much money we saved an organization, or this is what we've been doing across the entire industry. Mm -hmm. And that's great. I don't know why, but I always gravitate towards what has it done for a single person? What are some of those, you know, personal stories that you've heard? about what the positive impact Somni has had on their lives. What are some of those stories?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, to get into some extreme examples, a couple of stories come to mind. You know, we have quite a few. I think one really comes out to mind is an individual who had fallen asleep on the way home from work at a stoplight and proceeded to get an accident on their way home. They thought, given the way that they were approaching their reality, before they had met us, we intervened, and we put them through a program and a process that, there was a real chance they wouldn't get to see their children. That was their thinking at the time. They thought that they were so sort of foregone to this conclusion that their sleep was incorrectable, you know, unsolvable, and they didn't have sort of the tool sets to get out of where they're at and that they wouldn't get a chance to do that. And so I, I think stories like that, I think of stories with individuals who, you know, previous to us like that individual completely unsustainable situations where they are free energy drinks at you know, a day to stay awake, they're pre-diabetic, they're feeling like they're slipping on the aging front and they can't slow it down. And these are sentiments and things. And we have data that you know, they can show us in their sleep. You know, they're making mistakes at work. They're, you know, really very unsustainable situation, you know, whether it's getting caffeine or alcohol or using drugs to fall asleep, things like that. And just by coming in and retraining and bringing some data to the equation and substituting different products out that are more beneficial and working one-on-one with a the coach, they're able to transform that situation and to get on a completely different trajectory. And, you know, we like to sort of say even small changes can make a huge difference. And it's sort of like the difference. And if you're taking off from New York, pointing the plane just a few degrees, you know, one way or the other, you'll end up between, you know, LA and San Francisco. And it's kind of the same thing with sleep over the course of a lifetime. If you catch these problems early, you can really move the needle from all these different health parameters. If we can get the user to sustain their positive behavior patterns. That's powerful.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that, Matt. To me, it's always important that we remind ourselves about that end of one, the people that these products and these technologies and innovations are there to impact. So thank you for sharing a bit of that. And then Matt, of course, you know, let's talk future state a bit. You teased it just a little bit on the front end. Hopefully you'll fully answer this one versus about (laughs) Kawhi, but you mentioned a little bit about genomics and where's that going? Where are you guys heading next? What's happening in that space? I mean, I think, you know, a lot of us know genomics is going to be huge, What's going on? What's future state for you and the company?
1: Yeah. So we have recently paired up with a couple of professors out of the University of Wisconsin, and we are developing a genetic based test for sleep. So specifically it's within a subset of genetics called epigenetics, which for our listeners is how your decisions, lifestyle, and environment impacts the expression of your genes. And just to give some backstory there, you know, if you have two individual twins, say, you know, Mike, you have a genetic copy of yourself, say you were born with a twin brother. I'm not aware that you have one, but if you did...
0: Uh, that would be scary if it did. I don't know if this world can handle two mics.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and you, over time, say by the time you're 20s, 30s, 40s, you start to diverge. So you have the same base pairing, you know, ATCG sequencing of your genome. But over time, as you make different life choices and are exposed to different, you know, environmental cues and stressors and toxins... You start to diverge physically, and obviously emotionally, intellectually as well, because of your experiences, and that's where epigenetics comes into play. And so, what's happening there is there is basically these tags that are added to the DNA that either you know sort of change, silence, or unsilence parts of the genome. So that changes the expression of you know the levels of proteins for various things. And of course, I'm oversimplifying much of this, and many of the folks in genetics who're listening will probably take issue with with something I've said. And I would you know, love to be corrected on any nuance that I'm mistaken on. But what we're doing with that, basically, we've identified an area within the epigenome that we can measure the methylation status in that area and therefore understand how well you've been sleeping. And so it would be a measurement tool. And you take this full circle. And, and the way we envision this is to use it as a sort of a before and after sort of way to examine how your actual behaviors affect your DNA. and What you could see in vision would be a scenario where, Mike, you come to Somni for the first time and you take a baseline test and we can tell you what your methylation levels are within this region of the genome. We then go and apply Somni, so a behavioral medicine program where we're affecting your behaviors to positively affect your sleep and then remeasure your sleep at the genetic level in, say, six months. And then we could actually quantify how much better or worse you've been sleeping based on your behaviors that affect your sleep and therefore your genome. And so that's a little bit about kind of where we're headed with that technology. It's very
0: cool. Very exciting. Well, thanks for sharing that. Of course, we're going to have to stay abreast and keep following the journey of all that wonderful work that's happening in the camp. But let's change gears a bit. And how can we be helping you and the team, Matt? You know, I've mentioned to you before joining the podcast today, we have some amazing leaders around the nation tuning into this podcast. Some of the brightest, most passionate minds that are helping move the healthcare industry forward. So with that, what's one problem, need, or question that you and the team have that we can be helping you with?
1: Yeah, you know, I'd say no, it might be one and a half problems. The first one is, you know, we're always looking to meet with forward-thinking leaders about how to get this somni in the hands of people that need it most. So if you're a forward-thinking leader, you know someone who likes to innovate or work on the cutting edge, please don't hesitate to reach out. I would love to hear from you. Our team would love to hear from you. In connection with that request is also if you know any leaders within the third shift space or manage groups of people engage with shift work, we're going to be running a clinical trial late this summer, early this fall within the shift work space for our new sleep biomarker test. And if you're interested in building the future of sleep with us in genetics, we would love to hear from you there as well. So I would put those two asks out to the universe and to this group of wonderful people. And hopefully if there's anyone there, you know, please feel free to reach out. We love your help there.
0: Absolutely. And hey, no worries at all sharing more than one. I love it. You know, that's why we bring you on. I know you, how passionate you are about this. So for sharing one and a half, two, no problem at all on the podcast, Matt. So thank you for sharing that. But of course, in order to be able to share and work with you and be able to share some feedback, thoughts, ideas, and connections to be able to move things forward with you and the Somni team for our community, how can we get a hold of you? Where do we find you? Social media handles, websites, otherwise, where do we find you online?
1: Yeah. So our behavioral health program, you can find us online at Puresomni.com. That's the word pure. And then somni is the Latin word for sleep. So that's S as in Sam, O as in orange, M as in Matt, N as in Nancy, I as in indigo.com. Or if you're looking for our sleep and genetics efforts, you can find us there at somni.bio. And I also am like a very open, reachable person. So feel free to reach out to me directly. I'm at matt at pure somni.com. And would love to hear from anyone about anything related to sleep or anything we've talked about today.
0: Easy enough. And for our community, those uh, contact points are in the episode notes. So simply scroll down to your podcast player and click on through to get a hold of Matt. Of course, we'll also have a post for this episode over on our free global online community at passionatepioneers.com, where you can also leave feedback, comments, thoughts, and ideas in the comments section at the bottom of the post, again, over at passionatepioneers.com. Well, Matt, hey, thanks so much again for meeting up. We do have one more segment. It's a fill in the blank. It was just so exciting to have you here today. It was great to hear all the wonderful updates. I will absolutely make sure that I let Eller and Marcus and Vic over the Jumpstart team know that we synced up by way of sending in the link to this episode so they can tune in. But to finish us off, Matt, I do have a fill in the blank for you. I'm a passionate pioneer because?
1: Because I believe that sleep is the Archimedes lever of health.
0: Awesome. I love it. Well, again, Matt, like I said, thank you so much for being here today, joining up, sharing the story. Big fan of yours, continuing to root you on. Like I said, even with you being a Notre Dame guy, myself being a Stanford guy, I can't wait to actually get back into the stadium again and be able to watch a game in person. Hopefully the guys in the Cardinal Red will hopefully come out victorious yet again. But, you know, a wonderful rivalry. And I hope to maybe sync up with you in person here soon as well. But all joking aside... Thanks for being with us today, Matt. Thanks for all that you do to move the health of our communities forward. It was such an honor to have you here today.
1: Thanks, Mike. I've really enjoyed this and I hope we can get together in person soon and it'll be great to do that once things open up again. Thanks for
0: having us. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli.